Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! You say you want a revolution, well, you know, we all want to change the world. Boy, I haven't sang that Beatles song since about episode 10. Maybe I just need to sing this one, a one, a two, a one, two, three, ball skags. Love, look what you've done to me, or maybe... Lack thereof. We know Hunter Biden was on the Hill. Yes, indeed. Closed door session. Front of the house. But media was allowed in, seemingly. The crazy thing about that is, is that when Marjorie Taylor Greene got ready to ask Hunter her allotted time of questioning, he and counsel, well, they beat feet and got the you-know-what out of there. That's weird. I didn't know he had the option to do that. Apparently, when you're Hunter Biden, nothing is off limits. But, you know, can we really blame Hunter? Think about it. Jill just simply did an episode. I'm trying to think who the interviewer was, but she said Hunter and the family is being targeted. They're being persecuted unfairly for things they just haven't done. And we know Jill's a compassionate lady. She would only speak the truth. But being persecuted unfairly for things that you haven't done? That sounds like someone who has been perpetually under siege since before they ever even took office and are still not in office at present time but the assault has never ended. Hmm. On one side, no evidence. It's all been disproven. On the other side, demonstrable evidence that supports everything that Hunter and or the Bidens have been accused of. Kind of a double standard, but let's talk about Jill a little bit because... And really the lack of love. I, I, I think maybe it's hard for me to embrace that Hunter was completely loved. And I understand. You've heard my background, where I came up, lonely child, pretty much left on my, lone, on my own. So an addiction problems, Hunter, you know, the crack pipe, the, the rocks of crack, all the good stuff. You know, I'm doing my podcast right now with a little pinch of Copenhagen, but $600,000 on whores? Hmm. I've never been on the board of any company um, and received large payouts. I, I do like Black Buffalo and Copenhagen, though, so I guess that could be a similarity. But does that override character? Perhaps. But, you know, Jill said that... Uh, a lot of unscrupulous photos were taken of Hunter and a, and now 
people like Mika Brzezinski, you, you know, these talking heads on MSNBC and all these people as Jill makes the circuit and damage control have said he was under addiction and in such a vulnerable state and these unscrupulous photos taken of him. However, I think he took most of the photos himself to celebrate what he believed were quite astonishing achievements. I mean, I'll give you that. He certainly was vulnerable. I haven't seen the photos, nor do I want to, but from what I've been able to ascertain, it shows his ass, it shows his dipstick, it shows everything else, and a whole menagerie of other things that would corrupt most of society. Excuse me. So I I guess there was some profound um, vulnerability there. But when you're spending 600 k on ladies of the evening, can we clean it up a little bit? And you're saying that we just simply have loved our son throughout all of this. Well, who was loving the daughters that were, in some cases, coerced? forced under duress because Hunter had authority over them in an employer capacity. How come they haven't received any love? Weren't they vulnerable as well? And since we are here on a Friday recording, albeit I loaded you boys down. I'd been on vacation with the family right before our kids returned back to school after the Christmas break. And I said, it's content time, baby. But I always liked that format from Michael Savage and or Rush Limbaugh. They would either do a Friday rant or was Michael making muscles marinara on Fridays or an open mic Friday for Rush It really doesn't matter. I think I like the rant venue. So let's just continue to rant. We were talking about vulnerability. Hunter was definitely vulnerable. When your ass is up in the air, you were definitely vulnerable. So the crazy thing is, though, is you don't hear about it ever. But you realize that Hunter used to be the chairman of the World Food Program USA. Oh, yeah. So he had a staff. I would highly not recommend that you give to that charity because if you look at their staffing directory, my God, it is very top-heavy, which means it's one of those charities whereby when you give, thinking that you are doing something wholesome, the only people that get more full are the ones with these enormous administrative salaries. And they also have a plethora of marketing directors designed to bring in celebrity money, institutional money, all of which just simply gives them more. And Maybe it goes out to those who are actually vulnerable. And he was doing this during the time of the Obama presidency. It's pretty much been scrubbed from everything. Now, some of these girls that he was frolicking with actually used to be associated with that charity. And if he's the chairman, and they're lower in that organization, well, Me Too women feminists? All of those ladies were vulnerable as well. 
Now you have a new cause to champion. But yeah, we don't hear about that much. And, and also that Hunter is actually, he's an attorney. Where he received his doctors of jurisprudence from beats the hell out of me. How he was able to be the chairman of the World Food Program USA and still do what he did, it's actually mind-numbing. So there's a lot of vulnerability there. And really, that organization is designed to help the vulnerable in the form of those that are under food oppression or lack thereof. And one of the major contributions to that, since we are in a Friday rant, is war, right? War and famine. Well, my goodness, if that is an entrenched cause within the Biden psyche, President Biden has never had a war that he hasn't favored. And that's why he can't get our ass out of Ukraine. I didn't say the EU. I said us. We opposed the Nazis in World War II, but we will support the Nazis now. That is an amazing, amazing concept. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, war will definitely create famine, starvation, all those good things. And when you leave Afghanistan the way you did, President Joe, you leave the 50,000 interpreters and their families that were in our direct employ to help our forces, abandoned. So you go ahead and figure what the average Afghani family is comprised of. Now that they're all slaughtered, you created a whole new war. You gave the enemy actionable intelligence and targets by which to destroy. I tell you, vulnerability abounds. Vulnerability abounds, especially when you have a self-agenda you do not care, or honestly, other people really don't matter, or else you would not treat them that way. And more on your war in Ukraine, since we are in a rant. We heard Zelensky just bought another yacht. Now, we know it was streamlined, covered through a trusted aid, but the purchase has been proffered nonetheless. <clears throat> From what we've been able to garner since the war began, and that means since Putin secured his own interest for the safety of his country and came in a very limited capacity into specific segments of Ukraine to try to get you guys back to the bargaining table, Zelensky has pocketed approximately $300 million dollars of those hundreds of billions of dollars of aid. It is really unbelievable. And since Alcatraz is still probably in the federal system, it's at least still in the federal park system, no longer in the Federal Bureau of Prisons, I think it would make a an extremely satisfying setting for people who would like to see their country in better hands, more appropriate leadership, more equity for the average citizen, and let's put our traders over there. I mean, since we're not an obtuse and or a malicious people, by and large, 
That way they can look back across the beautiful bay into San Francisco. At least when you look at it from afar still, it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Right? And we can even charge, just like they do now, to go ring around the rosy in a boat, check on the people, make sure they're not up to any malfeasance. They all can collaborate with one another from their cell blocks. And I think that's a very good way to go about things. And since we are going to reopen Alcatraz, and we are discussing traitorous activity, wouldn't I be remiss to not keep emphasizing the southern border, the southern border, the southern border, and Mayorkas? Yeah, he definitely has a cell waiting for him over there, for sure, because that invasion is continuing. But you know what else is occurring? Did you know that Palestinians and other Arabs directly coming out of Gaza are on military chartered flights? When I say that, I don't mean direct military flights. I mean a subservice that contracts with the DOD Department of Defense to bring them out of Gaza right here to the United States. If you don't believe me, check out my buddy, Military Spec Ops Monkey. His site's called Monkey Works. You know the word monkey. Add W-E-R-X. He's so sophisticated, he actually tracks the flight path, point of origin, and landing of pretty much every flight that occurs daily around the globe. Check him out for veracity and see what's happening. So we're getting some more refugees in. What amazes me about that is the apathetic culture within the Muslim world. Now, this could only be happening because... There is such a lack of stability within that part of the world in each country that when one group is oppressed, per se, and that wasn't the case here, they used that as a staging area to attack Israel, commit atrocities. But when one group is disenfranchised, that's a better word, for whatever reason, why doesn't the neighboring Arab country take them in? Are they unconcerned about their own people? That's amazing to me. Because from an outsider's perspective, the general populace within that region, you would think, had an abundance of similarities. Maybe some variations within their religion, but the same religion... To a large degree, the same custom and mores to the untrained eye. You're not going to be able to distinguish visibly unless you have some time on the ground and see how different groups function and interact. But they all get rid of one another, and they're pawned off to countries in Europe, which are wholly unlike them, and or to us. So either it is part of a bigger plan of which we are unaware, but I think we're becoming aware, and or there is a profound disdain in the Muslim world for each group of its own kind. Hmm. I don't know that that happens in neighboring 
Christian lands, if any two side by side still exist. What I will concede to you, though, is that religion, for the most part, is man-made. Oh, yeah. That's why it always falls apart. Think Joel Olstein and his $300,000 Ferrari. What kind of shepherding is he doing on his flock at an annual salary of 50 mil a year? When you look at book stuff and speaking and this and that, has anyone at Lakewood been invited over to his house for a barbecue and counseling? I don't think so. You're just getting one man's opinions that he tries to explain away our master and God and then circumvent the Lord's will for his own devices and or pocketbook. Man-made religion is totally divisive, and I would say that most religion is man-made religion. That's why you can bypass it all by simply following Christ. Like Poison used to sing, He will give you something to believe in. Why? He takes out the middleman. Go directly to him and say F you to the rest. They're leading you astray. They have an agenda, and you will follow it, or you will no longer remain there unless you're foolish enough to stay and support it blindly. Aren't we at a point where we no longer need to be blind? I think so. Well, let's go ahead and tie it down a little bit further then. Let's tie it down a little bit further. If this has gotten too heady for you on this Friday rant, let's just get down into the empirical, what we can see. And I bet we can tie it back into poor mothers, faulty children as a result of that, because Jill's not even Hunter's mom. But in the interview, she calls him her son. We know that she was Hunter's babysitter that Joe was cavorting with, right? Okay. Well, and of course, Jill had left her husband and was doing that with Joe. So Hunter is her stepson. Okay. Well, when you have a product like that, oftentimes it bears out in dysfunction. For the young man who comes out of it, he may end up being abusive. I would venture to say that it's probably very fitting to call Hunter an abuser, abusive, and or narcissistic. Is there anything that we have seen? Has there been any amends and or sorries to use poor grammar proffered in the course of all these debacles? No. He's just simply a victim, which narcissists and entitled people always are. It produces abusers. Oh, yeah. It does it on the female side, too. So, in the wild, we'll just say this is the wild. Have you ever seen a big dog and a large dog? Let's use a chihuahua for an example. Now, it can still be a male dog, male chihuahua. You can have a male German shepherd, a large dog. And... That large German shepherd's going to sit there and look at that chihuahua quizzically because it can't harm it. While that sucker yaps and nips at his legs and the thing's looking down, but it just keeps on going and going and going and going. 
And pretty soon, the bigger dog, even though it's a male, it may, in fact, just cower. So that just tells you that dominance is psychological. It's not purely physical. And since we're talking dysfunction, let's talk about when a dysfunctional man or woman ends up in a relationship. Hmm. One is physically superior. We know that for certain. That's just biology, right? If you're still refuting that, then you're delusional. So if a man is maladapted and is not generally well-meaning or conscientious, to use a Jordan Peterson term, he gets into a scuffle and or a disagreement, doesn't know what else to do with the lady in his life, well, he raises his hand. That's called abuse. On the flip side of the coin, a lady who is maladapted, not generally well-meaning and or conscientious, she finds herself in that same uh, situation whereby she is dissatisfied since she is physically unsuperior. What can she rely on? Just her voice. And much like that chihuahua, she can yap and catcall and talk shit and take someone right to the brink of disaster. And there's not a thing that they will do about it. In fact, that man will cower because he is generally well-meaning. Both forms of the abuse are identical. The open hand to the woman produces the same damage as a barrage of unfulfilling words to the man, psyche. Feminists, latch on to that one. And if that was your mantra and your practice, well, you know what? Tuck it away in Hunter's crack pipe. Go by yourself and go smoke it. Tend to your goldfish, pet your Pekingese, and enjoy your life by yourself. And maybe Hillary Clinton will come and give you an embrace every New Year's or so. So until next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I am your host, Eric Helberg, and I bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos podcast.